Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast again this morning. Lord, I am delighted to come into your presence again this morning. I say thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your mercies. The scripture says they endure forever and ever. Thank you because you are a good God. Thank you for every single blessing in our lives. Thank you because your love is poured out again upon us this morning. Your word says that as long as we see the sun rise, it is proof that your covenant is still working. So we thank you this morning for the breaking of a new day. We thank you because we know the covenant we have with you in Christ Jesus is still working. So we give you all the praise and glory. Alpha and Omega be magnified this morning. Prince of Peace, King of Glory, be magnified again this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles again, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us. We ask, Lord, that your words will fill our hearts again and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our study. We decided to take a short detour to study the transmission of our Bible to us. So we started with the doctrine of inspiration. We've looked at that in the last two days. We want to look at how our Bible, okay, how the New Testament eventually came to us, okay, um, how the manuscripts of the New Testament have been found today and what they say, okay, so we will look at that and then we will see, we will also discuss the doctrine of canonization, okay, how the canons of the Bible were decided. Um, a big thank you to everyone joining in again this morning. So, this is a topic I'm sure most people don't study, okay? You only go to a theological school to, to learn things like this. Um, but I think, I think, considering that we are in the last days, and I know that from what the Bible says, attack on Christianity is going to increase. The Bible says that the fate of many will wax cold. Many will gather to themselves. Teacher who will be teachers who will be telling them what they want to hear. I think it is important that believers know these things. In other words, general Christians know these things. So I agree that oftentimes you might not have had some of these things mentioned even in a church sermon before. I will not preach this from a pulpit. Not necessary. Okay? 
um, but I think every believer ought to learn distance. Okay, so that's the first reason why I am thinking on this. The second reason why I'm thinking on this and sharing with us on transmission of of our New Testament text as it has come to us because it's because I know like I know of myself as a young Christian I had questions I had questions that no one could answer me no one could really tell me what was going on I remember when I transitioned from the KJV to the NKJV I still have my paperback NKJV Bible right here in front of me and eventually I transitioned to the New Living Translation and the NIV you know I was confused I have read the Bible every true at least once every year um, since 1996 I was confused and I was shocked at some of the things I was reading I was reading I was shocked at some of the notes I found, and I'm going to read one or two of them, and I know that there are some of us who would have seen such things and no one have ever answered those questions to us. Okay, so that's the second reason why I am thinking on, on this. Now, transmission of our Bibles to us. Now, when Jesus was around and people had him, Remember in Acts of the Apostles, after the day of Pentecost was come and Peter preached that wonderful message and 3,000 people were saved on that day, you know, and all of the disciples that were going around before, so all of this was before the New Testament was, re- was written. What scripture did you think was quoted? I hope you thought about that before. Many times, Jesus will be arguing with the Pharisees and Jesus will tell them, have you not read or have you not heard? Or, for example, when the devil tempted Jesus and Jesus told him, it is written. What was Jesus quoting? Of course, Jesus was quoting what we refer to today as the Old Testament, okay? But they are the scriptures, okay? So that was what they were quoting. By the time the New Testament is taking place, the Old Testament will be what will be quoted, right? It is only with time as the Holy Spirit began to inspire people like like Paul, and the apostles and they began to write that we have what we now call the new testament now for the old testament the jewish people who were the one that received these scriptures understood that they were receiving the word of god okay and so because of this they were they were very careful They were deliberate. They knew that they were receiving the word of God. And God said, so they will write it down. And God said, a prophet prophesies, they will write it down. Oftentimes using professional scribes. Okay? So, 
and that was what was received into the New Testament. And so majority of the errors, maybe uh, challenges you might find in the Bible, you will likely not find in the Old Testament because there was a structure to that. However, in the New Testament, as the New Testament began to unfold, remember that the Testament means covenant. As God gives us, presents, gives mankind a new covenant, which is the one we have in Christ, God gave us his word. Also, remember, we read 2 Peter. He says, no prophet, prophecy of scripture came by human initiative. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that men prophesied as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, the scriptures of the New Testament began to take shape. But you remember that that time was formed in a period of persecution. In a period of persecution. First of all, in the blaze of glory of Jesus dying on the cross, okay, the Jews obviously rejected anything that Jesus had to say. And as soon as Christianity began to take root, persecution started. In fact, that was why they scattered from Jerusalem. Persecution started. And so, for the first century, the only person that really wrote during that time, majority of the writings you will find majorly Paul, Paul's writing. And then towards the end, you had all the other disciples, apostles begin to write. And so, during the blaze of persecution and everything, the scriptures still are to be shared. Of course, what they had would have been the they would have been reading the Old Testament. And so, as the New Testament, what we have today as the New Testament text began to come, you know, come alive. Okay, they began to share it too. But remember, I said there was a structure to the sharing of the Old Testament. Not so with the New Testament. Let's say Paul receives a revelation from God. What happened? Remember, when we read, we just finished reading the introduction and the closing of majority of the epistles. You saw how John was talking about the traveling teachers and how they should welcome them. Okay, so those teachers took the word of God around. I'm talking about the New Testament text, okay? They took it around. Now, whenever they came to a meeting, let's say they come to your church, how do you think you will, let's say they finish reading, oh, this is a letter from Paul, or, and this is what he says God gave him. They finish reading it. And then they will fold up their, <laughs> there were no people in those days. What they had were scrolls, or what we call manuscripts today. And so they will fold it up and they will go. In other words, if you wanted a copy, if you, so that you can read on your own later, you have to write it down by yourself. Aha. And this is where errors began to creep into, into you know, um, the New Testament text. 
I say again, these are things I think believers ought to know. Not because they crept in intentionally. Oftentimes, they were mistakes, okay? Just mistakes that any of us will make today. If I told you to copy out John chapter 1, for example, I can tell you with every certainty that if I tell a class of 20 students to copy out John chapter 1, uh, I will pick out at least a thousand errors, okay? If not even more than that, okay? So, um, errors crept into, into our Bibles. Um, so, let's say someone is reading to you, and I'm sure if you are reading in English, so the English language did not come into you know, the tradition of, we'll talk about that tomorrow, the tradition of of the New Testament text, you know, it was not given in, in, in English, it was given in Greek. However, of course, translation had to be done. Imagine even when the translation was made and someone is reading the text on a Sunday and you had to be writing it down, okay? Because today, there are at least over 5,000 different manuscripts okay that have been found and in those 5000 plus manuscripts there are at least 400000 errors okay which makes it look like uh, I'm I'm sorry how many words do you have in the new testament just over 100000 plus so how do you have just about 100000 words Hundred thousand words plus, and you have over four hundred thousand errors, ah, because different people were copying. So the goal or our duty in the New Testament will be to be able to trace, to trace back, trace back if we can get the original. Let's say Pastor Murphy, for example, is copying. And then Gregory is copying. John is copying. If we see all of the manuscripts that were copied by these three people, can we trace back to the original? That is the question. What my pastor oftentimes will say is that the fact that there is the manuscripts where you have the errors is proof that there was an original. Okay, so not just that there was an original, it is also proved that it is possible that the original that was that they were copying from contained errors themselves. Do you, I don't know whether you understand. So let's say, for example, I was the one that copied the manuscript when they brought it, or maybe the manuscript is with our pastor in church. I go to his office, I copy out my own John chapter 1. And then I make a few errors. After a while, pastor travels with his own manuscript. And then people copy from my own, okay? Because I'm the one that now has a copy. Pastor has traveled. He's traveling around, sharing the word of God. And he should do that, okay? So people come to me to copy my own manuscript. Now, while they are copying from me, of course, they will copy my error because they didn't know I made any mistake. <laughs> they 
they will copy my own mistakes and will betide everybody if they too make their own mistake. And that's how some errors entered into the Bible. So let's look at let's look at one this morning. Uh, there are quite there are quite a few. I remember once one of my colleagues was ministering in church and he was preaching from the story of of the man that was by the by the pool the well oh no, sorry the pool that an angel comes to stir up the water and I don't want to read that scripture because I want to stay with John that's the one that I have opened opened with me you know right in front of me but that's another example okay so um the angel comes stirs up the water and Jesus asks the man do you want to be healed and and the man said look I um I, I don't have anyone to help me okay to get into the water whenever the angel stirs up the water uh and Jesus asked him do you want to be healed um <laughs> so I'm sure that if you were using the NIV for example you would have realized that there are part of that that interaction that are not in your own bible especially that part where the angel goes to stir up the water it's not in the, it's not in the NIV okay so I will explain tomorrow how we went from the KJV to the NIV and that how that has influenced what we have today as our New Testament text. So let's look at John, John chapter 7, John chapter 7, um, John chapter 7, I'll be reading, I'm sure you know the story, is the story of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. The story of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. Now, if you have the NIV, if you are using the NIV, and that's what we have been using for a while, NIV or the New Living Translation, you would have noticed that after verse 22, then you have this thing in brackets. It says that the earliest manuscripts and many other ancient witnesses do not have John chapter 7 from verse 53 to John chapter 8, verse 11. Okay? It says, A few manuscripts include these verses, holy or, or in part, after John, John 7, 36, John 21, 20, 25, Luke 21, 38, or Luke 24, 53. Then verse 53 then says, Then they all went home. Okay? So, what happens from John chapter 7 verse 53 to John chapter 8 verse 11 is the woman caught in the very act of adultery. Okay, so what the Bible is telling us here or what um, the scholars who have carefully noted this here is that there are manuscripts that do not have that story. And if the Bible that you are using this morning, okay, is making use of that those manuscripts, you will be in church and pastor is reading John chapter 7, verse 53, and you will realize that it is not in your own Bible. Okay, so same thing happened that day. I told, I had to tell my colleague that do you realize 
that what you are reading is not in some people's Bible because majority of the people in church that day would have been using a more modern translation. They would have been using the New Living Translation, but he was reading from the New King James Version, so it was there. But if I was using that, the NIV, it would not have been in my Bible. Okay? So, of course, the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery, um, if you read the story, it talks about they brought a woman to Jesus and all of that, like that, like that. You have to realize that it is not in some of the translations. It is not in some of this translation. It says early manuscripts. So, when the Bible began, when the apostles began to preach and all that, there were nothing like paper yet. There was nothing like paper yet. Um, people had to write on manuscripts. So, there's a tradition, what we call the P trans, papyrus trans tradition p52 p51 which refers to manuscripts okay so people began to write on manuscripts like i said there was no structure to this thing of course eventually by the time we will realize that this is the word of god and began to treat it like the word of god uh, some structure entered okay entered preserving those texts but the errors that have been made have been made. But you agree with me that if we take a look at, let's say, 10 manuscripts, 10 documents, let's say they all have their mistakes here and there. And when we talk about mistakes, when we talk about errors, I mentioned about 400,000 errors. Okay. Um, a lot of them, 99.5% of them, are errors that do not matter okay errors like um spelling errors 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 like omission let's say for example you are reading john chapter 7 verse 6 it says then john then jesus said to them my time has not yet come so somebody could when they were copying they could have said my time has yet come they didn't put the not okay of course it will be underlined as an error so this is how some of the challenges we have with us came to us in the new testament and like i said every believer ought to be aware of these things so we do this because um, i'm sure you would have heard about things like textual criticism you will have seen muslims criticizing the bible as not being the word of God, you know, they would have quoted, I've watched a debate before about a Muslim scholar who brought up something like this and was quoting it to prove that the Bible is not the word of God. Okay? You ought to know these things. Okay? You ought to know these things. Tomorrow, I will explain how we went from manuscripts to the Bible that we have today. Okay? How we went from those manuscripts. And how the fact that we have different manuscripts is even a good thing. Okay? Because at the beginning, there was no, you know, there was no law. There was no power who 
held everybody down and insisted that only one version should be translate, translated down. The fact that we even have varying trans, trans, uh, translations or differences in manuscript is even a good thing because it helps us know that what we have today was not doctored. Yes, it was not doctored. It was carefully, it had been carefully transmitted to us. And I'm going to also show us the fact that God has taken care to preserve his word. So as you listen to, to this teaching today, quite a just short one, as you listen to it this today, uh, please let your heart be steady. Don't let your heart become discouraged. You know, when you read some of these things in your Bible, know what they mean. It means that there are manuscripts that do not have the things that you are reading, okay? Um, Father, we say thank you this morning. We give you all the praise for your word again. We thank you for preserving your word. We ask this morning, help us to be doers of the word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.